It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? And welcome to what we will consider the game day edition of Locked On Panthers. Bill Rossetti with you guys here. It is Sunday. It is the day. We are finally made it. The Panthers taking on the Los Angeles Rams today, 1 o'clock on Fox, and we are ready to go. Kind of ended up just working out that uh, recording this late on Saturday night, so it's going to go up on Sunday. So kind of like how this ended up working out a little bit for a game day edition. We'll still do the MyBookie picks, but we'll um, just ended up working out that it landed on a Sunday here. Uh, I like this game day edition. Maybe we'll try to do this more often if we're able to get these... uh, on Saturday nights and try to get these for Sunday. So we'll see how it works out. We'll see what you guys think about it. But it is here. It is Sunday. Well, when you're listening to it, it, it's Sunday. I am excited. I hope you are excited and we are ready to roll. We'll talk about the injury report, talk a couple quick final notes before the game, and then we'll get into the my bookie picks and all that good stuff. Uh, so let's look at the injury report. Uh, we, we talked the other day, of course, about the Wednesday injury report. Uh, there were only the two players. It was Greg Little and Bruce Irvin didn't practice. Uh, Trey Turner was actually added to the practice report on Thursday with a groin injury. He was actually limited on Thursday, but he was right back at it. Full practice on Friday, so Trey Turner, good to go. As for Little and Irvin... They did not practice at all throughout the entire week. They didn't practice Wednesday. They didn't practice Thursday. They didn't practice Friday. Neither of them practiced, which, of course, means neither of them will play. They have both been ruled out. Greg Little, of course, still dealing with that concussion, still in the protocol. And Bruce Irvin has that hamstring injury. So we expect Bruce, or excuse me, um, Brian Burns to get the star. Ron Rivera hasn't really come out and said who's actually going to get the start at outside backer opposite uh, Mario Addison, but we do expect that it will be Brian Burns. We expect to to see a little bit of uh, you should see Marquise Haynes out there, and maybe we see Christian Miller. We'll see, but um, no, no Bruce Irvin, no Greg Little for today. Uh, but again, Trey Turner, he was added to the injury report on Thursday with a groin injury, but he looks good to go because he was a full participant on Friday, so no concerns there. Uh, this this is obviously an important game. It's it's week one. You want to set the tone, uh, get get off on the on the right foot. I actually wrote a preview of this game over for Downtown Rams, but obviously talked uh, about the Panthers a little bit. I was also on a podcast with uh, Jake Ellenbogen. and of uh, downtown Rams jumped on their podcast to talk about this game. Actually kind of talk about the different position groups uh, for both sides and just kind of comparing the two. But in in terms of uh, the actual game, um, and again, you can go back to the crossover Wednesday 
to uh, to get our thoughts, my thoughts, and uh, Bear Motter's thoughts. But um, I think one of the key things for this game for the Panthers is they really have to um, they they really have to get Christian McCaffrey involved as usual, you know. And I think it's important to note that Ron Rivera talked about lessening the load. You know, he's talked at different points this offseason about, you know, kind of cutting back a little bit. I think in week one, though, you're not really going to see that. I think he's going to try to use him as much as possible, at least early on. And then maybe as the season wears on, maybe after the, the bye week, you'll see him try to pull back a little bit to kind of keep him fresh here. Uh, you know, keep him fresher throughout the rest of the season. But I would not be surprised if he really unleashes him here in week one. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously a tough battle against that Rams front seven. You know, look, the the Panthers offensive line is going to have their work cut out for them. We we all know how good Aaron Donald is. There's, there's no question about it. Uh, we know that they have some very good defensive ends in guys like Michael Brockers. And, of course, uh, Dante Fowler. And they got some good guys behind them, like uh, Ekubom and uh, a couple other guys. They got a good uh, backup rotational defensive tackle and Greg Gaines. So um, the trenches, too, you know, kind of shifting away from the running back. We'll, we'll talk about the trenches a little bit. Th- this, is, uh, this is an important aspect, too, I think, because I think both teams are going to come in with uh, good offensive lines against really good defensive lines. So it's really going to be a matter, I think, of which offensive line can hold down the fort better than the other. Who's going to be able to keep their respective quarterback upright long enough to keep these offenses in motion and, and keep them on the field, especially on key third downs when you know these guys are going to be coming. You know, the Panthers are facing a third down. You know Donald is going to be fighting. You know Clay Matthews could be coming. You know uh, Corey Little... Corey Littleton could be coming, you know, so this Panthers offensive line really has to be on their game. And on the flip side, the Rams offensive line, you know, especially with the different looks you're going to get from the Panthers front seven, you know, who's coming, who, who's actually going to be rushing the passer. I think, and I think that could play to the Panthers advantage. I think having those multiple fronts and having so many guys that you can rotate in, especially at outside linebacker and defensive end, depending on what kind of front they're in, you can really create problems for this Rams offensive line. I think especially in the interior, because there's different pieces here on the Rams uh, interior offensive line than there were last year. Remember, Roger Saffold is no longer there, so that that's a big loss. Now you're looking at... Uh, uh, Joseph Noteboom, a former third-round pick, to step in there and you know kind of hold down the four and try to fill the void, the pretty big void that Roger Saffold left. And going against this really strong Panthers front line, and again, especially with the, with the multiple fronts, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Brian Allen's going to have his work cut out for him, and Austin Blythe, who started the season well but then kind of tailed off a little bit as the season wore on. So I think if the Panthers are going to win the battle of the trenches, especially on defense, it's going to come in the inside of the Rams offensive line. I really like the battles on the outside though, too, but 
We know the Rams are really good on the on the outside of the offensive line. We know Andrew Whitworth is one of the best offensive tackles in the NFL, and Rob Havenstein is a pretty good right tackle himself, as evidenced by the fact that the Rams just gave him uh, a new contract extension, as they've done with seemingly every other player uh, on the on their offense. But uh, Havenstein was another example. So. You know, they, they may not, uh, you know, the, the the pass rush still has to get there on the outside. Absolutely. And, and they're going to fight with those tackles. But I think it really has to come from the inside if the Panthers are going to be successful in this game. Dontari Poe's got to get there. Uh, Short's got to get there. McCoy's got to get there, you know, especially depending on where they're lined up. If they can take advantage of these young guys, especially guys like Noteboom and Allen, and I think the Panthers really are going to have a shot at this one, and you know they could they could really, um, really ruffle Jared Goff. They can really uh, rattle this offense, and they can get them off the field. And it's it would be more time for the the Panthers' offense to operate. So that's I think the key battle, at least when the Rams have the ball. That's the key battle that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. And on the flip side. When the Rams have the ball, or excuse me, when the Panthers have the ball, what uh, what is North going to do to scheme DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel against this Rams secondary? Because we know this is a really good secondary. They've got two really good corners in Marcus Peters and Akib Talib. We know how much Marcus Peters struggled last season. But I really think that he can bounce back. I don't think he's going to have bad years two years in a row. I think this is kind of the start of his comeback trail. So those are going to be two tough matchups. And then even in the backfield at safeties, you've got John Johnson and you've got Eric Weddle, two, you know, a really nice safety duo, something you don't see a lot of around the NFL. So it's a, it's a nice luxury for the Rams to have. So this these Panthers receivers against this Rams secondary. What is North Turner going to do to put these players into the, in a position, you know, to get open, to, to, to mitigate mistakes, to avoid the chance of one of these guys stepping in and getting the interception off, off of Cam Newton. I, I think that's, that's where the battle has to be won too on offense. Obviously I think Christian McCaffrey you know, him having a big game is going to help a lot. But if these receivers can get open, if if DJ Moore can, you know, break one against uh, one of these guys, or if Curtis Samuel can continue to show that he can be that strong deep threat, that I think is going to be a huge tipping point in this Panthers offense. Really gaining confidence and building success because I don't think the, the Panthers necessarily have to get into a shootout to win this game. I, I think the defense is strong enough and, you know, perhaps the Rams could, the Rams offense could be sluggish enough because of not having played in the preseason that could add up to the Panthers just needing to do enough throughout the game just to keep the Rams offense in check that the, the Panthers offense may only need to score three or four touchdowns throughout the game to stay in it or, or even win this game. They, they don't necessarily have to get to, you know, 35 points 
to win this game. I think they can win a game like 28-24, something like that. If, if the Panthers can keep it like that, I think they've got a shot to win this game. And again, especially since we know in week one, it's going to take time for these offenses to really start to gel, especially, again, a team like the Rams, who we haven't seen their starters at all this preseason. It's going to take a little bit of time. Even It's something like even Jake and I discussed on his podcast. You saw it last year from the Rams in their opener that Monday night against the Raiders. The Rams didn't look that good in the first half. It took them a while to really settle in, and then that's when they finally started to take advantage of the Raiders. So that's something the Panthers have to be wary of too. If they can you know, take advantage of the Rams' struggles in the first half, if they are any, you got to ride that momentum coming out of halftime. You can't let the or you can't let the Rams start to settle in and really get some momentum going because if they do that, this, the, the Panthers are in trouble. So they've got to hold down the fort in the first half, and they've got to be able to sustain that momentum into the second half and not let the Rams get on a huge run like they did last year uh, in the in the second half of the opener against the Raiders. I still believe the I still think the Panthers can win this game, but I do think it's going to be very close, and I think it's going to come down to uh, obviously a lot of defense. I think defense is really going to dictate this one, and it could come down to who has the ball last in, in this game. You know whether it's. You know, if Goff has the ball last, then the Panthers' defense has to make the stand. If Cam Newton has the ball last, then we'll see if the Panthers can become explosive enough that they can run that two-minute drill against a top defense like the Rams. But, uh, re- you know, really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a really good game, and, you know, hopefully we're talking about a win on Monday. But that's kind of my uh, my final thoughts on this game. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we'll take a quick break and we will talk about the rest of the week one action with our buddies over at my bookie. But before we get into that, I want to uh, take a quick moment, of course, to thank our buddies over at DoorDash. Hey guys, if you had a long day at work or are you still stuck in the office, well, just open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered right to you wherever you are. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. So again, download DoorDash, enter promo code Locked On, and get $5 off your first order of $15 or more. And also, shout-outs, of course, to our other good friends old friends of ours they've been with us for a while and that's our buddies over at vivid seats 
uh, our good friends at Vivid Seats, the online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. And with Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, even earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. With, with reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can earn up from 10 up to 16% credit on all their purchases through our app uh, for the month of... They had it for August, and I'm, I'm sure they have it for the month of September, especially someone like me. I've gone to numerous concerts so far uh, this uh, this summer, and they've been great. So uh, an app like this, I think, would be perfect for me. And if you're a concert goer like I am, this is perfect for you as well. So all you got to do, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So again, you uh, download the Vivid Seats app, get automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program, and you can enter the promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. How about that? Promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of $100. Again, that's Vivid Seats. Right now, go ch- go check them out, and we thank them for sponsoring us here at the podcast. And so with that, it is my bookie time. It's time to check out the games. By the way, 1-0 so far. I did pick the Packers, so pat myself a bit on the back there. What an ugly game, though. That Well, I, sh- I shouldn't really say ugly game. I mean, it was really good defense on both sides of the ball, but... I mean, boy, Chicago looked rough, didn't they? Especially that inter- that last interception by Trubisky. I don't know what he was thinking, throwing it uh, into into double coverage and kind of across the body because you know it was on the left side, and that's all I saw on Twitter. It's like, oh, Trubisky's throwing to his left side because we know he kind of focuses on the right side. Well, tried to, I guess, one too many times there late in the game, and it killed him. And just like last season, the Packers. Begin the season with a win over the Bears in Week One, and I tell you what, those free agent moves on defense already paying dividends for the Packers. Preston Smith, Darius Smith, and of course the guy that had the game-winning interception, Adrian Amos. Who, oh by the way, if you recall, there was a lot of discussion about him versus Haha Clinton Dix uh, when these signings were made, and you know so far. The early advantage in the last laugh goes to the former Bear and now current Packer, Adrian Amos. We'll see how they do the rest of the way. But uh, round one goes to Aaron Rodgers and company. But as we look at the rest of the week one schedule, uh, so we've already, of course, talked about Rams, Panthers. By the way, the you know so for, for the record, the Rams are a two-point favorite in this one. So naturally, that would mean because um, I'm picking the Panthers to win. So I'm obviously taking them with the points. So 
There's that, so we'll start with that one. Now we'll go to Minnesota, where the Vikings are taking on the Falcons. And, of course, the big news that just came out of Atlanta. Three years, $66 million extension for Julio Jones. Basically, all of it is guaranteed. They said 64 of the $66 million guaranteed at signing. So, a big payday and well-deserved for Julio Jones. Uh, Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites, though, and... You know, in a really intriguing game, Vikings trying to bounce back from what was a dismal year, but uh, the Falcons look like they're ready to go, and I'm I'm pretty high on the Falcons at this point. I actually have them making the playoffs. I actually think they're going to get one of the wild cards. Uh, I, and I talked about, you know, bringing my, uh, my NFL predictions. I'll just run through them real quick. Unfortunately, no, I do not have the Panthers getting in at 9-7. and seven. I've got the Eagles in the East, Packers in the North, Saints in the South, Rams in the West, Wild Cards, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. And then in the AFC, I've got the Patriots in the East, Steelers in the North, Colts in the South. Yes, I am still picking the Colts to win the South. And the Chiefs in the West, Wild Cards, the Chargers, and the Browns. And I've got the Eagles facing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and Doug Peterson wins trophy number two. That is my prediction for this season. But as far as week one, uh, Falcons-Vikings, uh, give me the Falcons with the points, plus three and a half. I think they'll go into Minnesota and get the win. Uh, speaking of the Eagles, they are currently a 10-point favorite uh, against the Redskins. And you know what? I'm going to pick them to cover. Uh, the Redskins are in rough shape. That offensive line... Uh, looks like it has a lot of question marks, namely Donald Penn at left tackle and Eric Flowers at left guard. I think the Eagles can really take advantage of that on defense, especially with Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson. So give me the Eagles, and I'll take them to cover the 10-point spread. Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. Spread is 2.5-point favorite, the Jets. Um, but I am going to take the Bills to go into New York, or I should say go into Jersey, and uh, beat the Jets. So give me the Bills plus two and a half there. Ravens are minus seven on the road against the Dolphins, but let's face it, the Dolphins are bad. Even in week one, even in what could be a weird week, give me the Ravens to cover the seven-point spread. I don't think this one's going to be close. Uh, Buccaneers, one-point favorite against the 49ers, uh, but I like the 49ers in this one. You know, it is a West Coast against an East Coast, but it's not the early game. It is a 425 kickoff, so that's not as bad for the 49ers as, say, the Rams coming over to Carolina. Uh, give me the 49ers in this one. You know, maybe they run the ball. Um, Tampa, I think, probably needs some time to kind of get themselves together, you know, get that, get that defense squared away. Uh, Jameis Winston and his relationship with Bruce Irvins, or uh, yeah, Bruce Irvins, excuse me, Bruce Arians, uh, probably going to need some time to build that as well. So I'll take this, the Niners on the road here. Uh, we got the Chiefs minus three and a half at Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Nick Foles' first game as a Jaguar against his former coach, Andy Reid. I, I still like the Chiefs, though. Um, the, the offense is just so good. We don't know really what we're going to get yet with the Jaguars and Nick Foles. I think, again, that's something that could take time to 
start to build. Uh, so it may not happen against the Chiefs, who just look so much improved. They tried to work on the defense, and then, you know, obviously they've kept the offense together. They just signed Tyreek Hill to an extension. So we'll go with the Chiefs, and I'll pick them to cover the three and a half. Uh, we've got the Browns minus six against the Titans. Uh, I think the hype train gets off to a good start for the Browns. I think they win, but I think the Titans can keep it close. I think that's a pretty big spread for a game like this. I'll, t I'll take the Titans with the point. I'll take the Browns to win, but I think the Titans uh, are going to cover the spread here. Uh, we talked Rams-Panthers. Again, I'll take the Panthers with the points. Lions are three-point favorites against the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals here. I, I think this could be one of those, you know, good debuts for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. You know, I think they're going to throw some things at the Lions that the, the Lions might not be ready for. Um, you know, Lions do have a pretty decent defense, but, you know, we'll see how that offense works out. I am excited to see on Johnson, though, uh, really, really get some work for Detroit. But I am going to take Arizona at home here. Seahawks minus 10 against the Bengals, and yeah, I'm worried about the Bengals here. Uh, that offensive line is a mess. No Cordy Glenn. You've got a rookie starting at left guard and Michael Jordan. You've got uh, Trey Hopkins starting at center after they've now benched last year's first-round pick, Billy Price. But again, this is a new regime, a new head coach in Zach Taylor. But they have to go to Seattle... They're going to see Jadevian Clowney with a couple of backups at the offensive line. No A.J. Green. I think it's going to be a long day for Cincinnati. I'll take, I'm going to take the Seahawks, and I think they win by more than 10. Colts, 6.5-point underdogs at the Chargers. I had my rant, if you guys remember. I had my rant against the, the Colts, or about the Colts. And how I think they could still win the the AFC South. And really, this is a matchup of two teams that are both missing key cogs, or you know, both trying to replace really good players. Obviously, the Colts have Brissett replacing Andrew Luck. The Chargers are without Russell Okung, without Derwin James, so they're going to be fighting a bit. I will take the Chargers at home in this one. But I don't think they win by a touchdown. I think this is going to be really close as both teams try to start to build on what they're eventually going to have without these top players. Remember, um, you won't see Derwin James on the field till possibly December. So I think the Chargers have a lot of work to do. But I think it does mean it's going to there's going to be more work for Nasir Adderley, their second round rookie, who I've been really high on. Uh, since the draft, so I'm excited to see him. But, yeah, not having Derwin James is definitely going to sting, but I think they do have enough to win this game and eventually make a bit of a run to make the playoffs. They won't have as good of a year as they did last year. I think I had them finishing like 10-6, and six, whereas last year they were 12-4. and four. Uh, But I think they do still find a way to make the playoffs. Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Giants. And, of course, you have Ezekiel Elliott now with his money. And I'm sure they're going to force-feed him as much as possible. Giants are pretty tough to figure out, to, to be quite honest. Uh, we don't 
We know some of the talent that's there on offense, but, I mean, obviously the elephant in the room is the play of Eli Manning. But Giants-Cowboys games are always tough. I will take the Cowboys, but I will pick them not to cover the spread. I'll take the Giants plus seven here. Sunday night game, Pittsburgh at New England. New England five-and-a-half-point favorites. We saw the story on Saturday. Antonio Brown released from the Raiders, and then hours later, signs of the Patriots. He, of course, will not play in this game because he was not on the roster at 4 o'clock, so he is ineligible for this game. I was picking the Patriots either way. I think, uh, you know, banner-raising night, a lot of emotion, and then just on the field, a lot of talent for the Patriots. Uh... The start of the comeback trail, as it were, for Josh Gordon. But Pittsburgh certainly won't, won't go away. I'm excited to see Devin Bush in action, uh, see how they get James Conner back involved. But I think in the end, New England probably wins a close one. I think I'll take the Steelers plus five and a half, uh, but I'll pick the Patriots to win this game. And then we get to the Monday night doubleheader starting with Houston. At New Orleans, New Orleans is six and a half point favorite at home. Um, obviously, I'm not as concerned about the Texans as I was a few days ago. Now that they have a competent left tackle in Laramie Tunsil, but even just the rest of the offensive line is shaky, and the Saints are talented enough defense that I think they can really take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, we know Drew Brees is still really good at home. Uh, his passing numbers may have been down, but I think this is a, a good matchup for him week one. In fact, um, I kind of dived into it a little bit since I got a chance to do the fantasy blurbs for some of the Saints players over at 4 for 4. So uh, it helped me see that uh, the Texans were actually pretty rough against the pass. They were actually, like, one of the worst teams uh, against the pass, especially if, if we look at, like, fantasy points. They were actually really bad against tight ends. So here, here's a little D DFS play for you. Jared Cook of the Saints against the Texans on Monday night. I think he could have a really good debut uh, for New Orleans. I mean, he was the fifth-highest scoring tight end in fantasy last year. Now he's catching passes from Drew Brees. And he's facing the team that was allowed the second highest fantasy points to tight ends in 2018. And their defense is obviously not as good as it was last year because they no longer have Jadevian Clowney. So Jared Cook is a nice fantasy play for this week. And I like the Saints in this one. And I think I'm going to pick them to cover. I think they'll cover the 6.5 point spread. And finally, Denver at Oakland in what will be the final home opener in Oakland for the Raiders before they head off to Vegas next year. But it is Denver who is the favorites by two points. And even if that was the line with Antonio Brown, I probably was taking Denver. Now I feel even more confident because we have no idea what this offense is going to look like. Or, or really how good this this offense could be without Antonio Brown. I mean, you've got some decent players. Like, 
now that he's gone, I, I really like the prospects of Tyrell Williams at wide receiver. And we know the, the great story of uh, Darren Waller, their tight end, who was over, overcame a lot of drug use and a very rocky early start to his career in the NFL. Now he's worked his way to being the starting tight end for the Raiders. But let's face it, this team is an absolute mess. I wish Hard Knocks would have been able to stay a few more days so they, they can capture uh, what happened over the last couple days regarding Antonio Brown, John Gruden, and Mike Mayock. But unfortunately, they went away. So that will... Uh, remain to be seen, I guess, or it may be hidden forever. But Denver minus two, I will easily take that, no question. Uh, I mean, like I said, Oakland's a mess. Denver, I don't think, really has to do too much. You know, Joe Flacco can kind of just be Joe Flacco. Well, the good Joe Flacco, not the, the wacky one, as we've seen numerous times over the years. But I think the Broncos... Just need to do enough to stay the course, and they'll be just fine in this one. So those are my picks for week one, courtesy of my bookie. And, of course, want to thank my bookie for uh, shouting out to us and uh, sticking and staying with us. And one more quick shout-out, our friends over at BlueChew.com. You know them, you love them, they've been with us a while. Uh, they're always a great place to talk about sex because uh, talking about sex can be fun. Uh, <laughs> and talking about the days when you were always ready to go, and you can get those days back because you can get your performance increased and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com that brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, and on a full stomach. And they're chewable, which means they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. Uh, and of course, this isn't for just this isn't just for guys who can't perform, but it's for any guy who wants that extra function in the bedroom. It basically gives you the opportunity to go for round two. Uh, Bluetooth is subscribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so there is no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, there is no more awkwardness. And they are made in the USA, which means they prepare and ship direct, meaning they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. All you got to do is just pay $5 in shipping. So again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code Locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster version. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
So before we wrap it up, I like to, if you remember from last season, I, I just like to check the NFL map just to see who we will have the pleasure of listening to if you choose to listen if you choose to watch the broadcast on Fox rather than say if you listen to like the radio station or whatever the case may be. Uh, obviously the game is on Fox and it will be Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston who will be on the call. Obviously it's a regional action in the early game since you have the doubleheader game of the Giants and the Cowboys which will be in the Carolina area. There's really only the select areas, of course, that will have the other two games on Fox at 425, which are San Francisco at Tampa Bay and Detroit at Arizona. And, you know, j Just for fun, we'll just run through the uh, announced crews for the other games. So on CBS, Jim Nance and Tony Romo have Tennessee at Cleveland. Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts will be in Jacksonville for the Chiefs against the Jaguars. Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon have the Bills against the Jets. Uh, Andrew Catalan and James Lofton will have the Ravens against the Dolphins. And then the two late games on CBS at 4.05. It'll be Greg Gumbel and Trent Green calling the Colts against the Chargers. And Spiridides and Adam Archuleta calling Cincinnati at Seattle. And then on Fox... As I mentioned, Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston have the Rams and the Panthers. Kevin Burkhardt and Charles Davis will have the Redskins against the Eagles. And Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman have Atlanta at Minnesota. And then the late games, again, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have Cowboys-Giants. Kenny Albert and Rondé Barber have the Bucks against the 49ers. And then Dick Stockton and Mark Schlereth have the Lions against the Cardinals. And, of course, Sunday night on NBC, the Steelers against the Patriots. And then Monday night on ESPN, Houston at New Orleans and Denver at Oakland. So that's the announcer schedule. And uh, Sean Hockley is the referee for the Panthers against the Rams. So we're going to see... The son of Big Guns, my favorite referee. So that's always fun to look forward to. That'll do it for the game day edition here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the games. And remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Follow the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, we are there. Enjoy the games. Enjoy all of them, whichever ones you watch. And here's hoping for a Panthers Victory Monday when we get back to you guys then. And until next time, have a good day and take care, my friends. We will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.